Hello, Ned and Ned Wells. I'm AJ, and welcome back to the Adventurers Anonymous podcast, the home of improvised fantasy, Fugnuggetry. Come join us week by week as a rotating cast of geeks sip cocktails, play Dungeons and Dragons, and seek a glorious death. As ever, I'm duty-bound to remind you that the content from here on in is not suitable for little ears. What follows is mostly improvised and entirely inappropriate. Listener discretion, as always, is advised. As ever, I'm joined by the usual hive of scum and villainy. First up, we have a man with a PhD in woke millennialism. That's right, we've got Dr. Thirst Trap himself, Mr. Chris Neal. How the hell are you? I think, I think, I don't know if it's the formality behind it, but I, d- I don't hate it as much when you call me Dr. Thirst Trap. Yeah, I'm doing very well, thank you. Good. Uh, fresh off uh, stag do in Edinburgh last Always. weekend. As ever, constantly, emotionally and financially in a state of recovery. Mm. Uh, but yeah, ready to, ready to roll some dice and play some, play some D&D. Excellent. Oh, well, well done you. Just, just for the listeners, because I know they, we get a lot of messages about this. When's your next stag? It can't be more than a week away, right? When's my when's my next stag? Uh, it's two weeks away, actually. Two weeks away. <laughs> well, a week and a half, I guess. Actually, yeah, yeah week, week and a half. Yeah, we. Uh, it's the UK. It's the UK one for the guy who uh, had his in Amsterdam, like of course. last month. Uh, so we're going to York. Wow. Okay. Right. And, you know, it would be lovely if you told your old grandma that you were the stag one day. <laughs> Piss off, grandma. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Zip it up, grandma. Well, there you go, listeners. You heard his voice already. Next up, we have coming to us live and direct from Finland. It's our war correspondent, Mr. Matt Durant. How is the war with the Moomins going? I hear the casualties are heavy. It's could have been better we've got there's there's a uh, moomin meat everywhere but uh you moomin meat it's like uh if you ever ever had mozzarella yes uh, it's pretty pretty similar um yeah well okay you saying killing a moomin is much like like fist fucking a barata yeah <laughs> pretty much it's like um, yeah, okay. with all that all that that horrible water like Pale whitish water comes out when you when you stab your knife in, and then and you just got to feast on the delicious uh, white flesh. All right, that that was far more to that than I thought. We we tapped a rich vein of humanism, <laughs> there. but we we can't hover. Right, last but not least, we have Mister Neil's Secret Service Protection Agent himself. It's Mister Chris Rag. Is it true that you have to accompany Chris everywhere on stag do's for his own safety and well being? Uh, yes, but the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> Danger. Danger close. That's your that's your code name. I uh, I like the uh, Doctor Thirst Trap. I think it makes you sound more like a prostitute than usual. <laughs> Doctor Thirst Trap. <laughs> we meet again, Doctor Thirst Trap. I'm trying to think of like other other plays on it, like DJ Thirst Trap. That just makes me sound like <laughs> aged and sad. Mm. Uh, Field Marshal Thirst Trap. Mm. Captain mm. Thirst Trap. Admiral Thirst Trap. <laughs> no, Mr. Bond, I expect you to come. <laughs> <laughs> come on, then. That's quite enough of that shit. Shall we kick things off with a bit of a recap? 
Yes, and then is. we can take yes. it all from there. Because you've missed a couple of weeks. Is it one week or two weeks, Mr. Rag? I can't remember because we've been so up and down. Uh, maybe I think it's only one. Is it two weeks? It might be one main continuity. Yeah, because we did the mod one shot. Ah, oh, we did a yeah. mod one shot, didn't we? Right, here we go with a bit of a recap. Last we left off with our intrepid adventurers, they had found themselves fleeing into the woods, leaving the flaming wreckage of the Stank Estate behind them. Initially hunted down by members of the City Watch, Tatty had elected to hide in the woods and force them into a retreat, peppering them with arrows. The party had pushed further into the woods as a storm descended and they were forced to make camp for the night to stay warm. It was at this point that the party realised that they were not alone. They were surrounded by a pack of laughing creatures. After initially responding with caution, they soon realised that they had been joined by a large family of sugar gliders. The two groups found common ground, chatting via the druid and even sharing a simple meal of bugs and grubs foraged from the woods. And so, as darkness fell, they said their goodbyes and drifted off into a happy sleep. Waking in the morning, they prepared to set off on their journeys, only to discover that the sugar gliders had left their youngest member behind. And that is where we will pick up with this week's episode. Yes, I know you've got lots of questions. What's a sugar babe? A sugar babe? It's like an atomic kitten, but it's... Uh, it's it's not quite the same. Uh, sugar glider is like a little mammal. Um, it's got like big flaps of like foreskin underneath its arms and legs, and when it jumps off, it can glide. You must have seen Ooh. them. They look, they look like a tea towel with arms and legs. Sounds like a like a, in a squirrel, like a man in a squirrel suit. Like yeah, it's like a highly evolved squirrel. Yeah, but yeah. more flaccid. They're not. They're not rigid <laughs> or turgid. They're definitely flaccid creatures. They're not like a rigid squirrel. Can't, can't stand a mm. rigid squirrel. You don't want a rigid squirrel when you're out in the woods. Yes, sugar gliders are flaccid creatures by nature, Mr. Reg. You got any more questions about? There were 10 of them, and you all ate bugs with them. Uh, you nearly killed one. You were, you were asleep when they arrived, and you were woken up as a sugar glider landed on you, and you nearly blunderbussed one to death. <laughs> but the international incident was calmed down. Toad flaps tried to eat one, I believe. But yeah, basically, the, the long and short of it is you escaped, you escaped Stank Estate and you made a new friend who's a small sugar glider called Ringo, who's like a baby sugar glider, um, who Maud has taken a liking to. Well, if it's a child, then I will almost definitely hate it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> it's either getting eaten, frozen to death. Um, so that's where we pick up. It's the morning. All of you are rested. All of you should have had a long rest. Hanash, just check your stats. If you haven't already taken a long rest, you should take one. And yeah, you're in the forest. You all wake up stretching. Your backs are a bit sore, but not too bad. You know, sleeping out in the woods. And, you know, you see the morning light coming through the top of the canopy in the woods as you all look round wide-eyed at the small baby sugar glider that's currently cooing on the floor in front of you. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna say to I'm gonna say to Maud. Uh I'm gonna kinda like gesture Maud over and be like, Maud, I think I'm at capacity. I already have I already have Barbara and Gaspard. Maybe you can maybe you can take this one under under your wing, metaphorically speaking. <sighs> I'm still hurting from Marvin, but yes. But perhaps it could be a new bag. You just see the eyes. 
the sugar glider can't understand you, but there's still a certain amount of fear in the sugar glider's eyes as the crocodile <laughs> looms over it. As, as Maud snatches up the sugar glider and is like, you will not speak to Keith that way. <laughs> so it's not Ringo anymore, it's Keith. Okay. Maud has spoken, and Maud says that, and listeners, this is in fact from Chanel, who can't be here. Chanel, Chanel is uh, on work, but uh, she has insisted on renaming the Sugar Glider, who, who she can talk to, being a druid, and the Sugar Glider told her that its name was Ringo, and she's still insisting on renaming it as Keith. So, there you go. Fan of, fan of a different drummer. Yeah, I was going to say. Wow. Uh, no, I, can't, they, I can't hear Keith up here and Keith Lard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they eat beetles. They're named after beetles. This is phenomenal. What a coincidence. Before, before I forget and before yes. we do anything, uh, seeing that Maud has picked up Keith, uh, I'm going to take some gold out of my out of my backpack and divide it up for everyone. Um, so I think I think I had like two hundred and. 285 gold, so split five ways. Um, five of us? Yeah. Uh, split five ways, that should be 57 gold each. So feel free to add that Ooh. to your inventory. Wow. Oh, but you're the treasurer. I don't like being the treasurer. <laughs> you're the, the Chancellor of the Exchequer. <laughs> I feel like I do a bad job keeping track of gold because I've got... 121 and Bob has got 4,250. Yeah, we definitely got 4,000 gold each. I would just, I would definitely add that at the very least. You guys want to get to a bank. Like, you want to get a deposit. I'd I'd keep thinking, that's kind of part of my my long-term plan is just to get a mortgage. Like, (laughs) what we need is a bag of holding because then we can throw loads of this money in and Mm. no one can get to it but us. Um, That's basically what a bank is. It's just, it's just a bag of holding, but with walls. Wow. I think it's a big tits diner. Suddenly tits you, diner. you've really demystified economics to me there. Before it was just, you know, a complete mystery, but now just a giant bag of holding. And on those grounds, how do politicians do such a bad job? Exactly. All they Things have to do like, is just put the money in the in the hole. Yeah. Right. Things like private banks playing with, playing with pub, uh, public money. If we just had if, – if everyone just had a bag of holding – then no one will be able to get to anybody's money. It'd be great. Economy solved. <laughs> Aristobulus comes forward and he's like, I just want to say at this point, I do know a man who's into investment. If you do want to give me some of your money, I know a guy. Mm, this is the guy that turns gold into lead. No, he's a gardener. <laughs> he's got a hedge. He's a hedge manager. He literally, <laughs> you put the money in the edge, you come back overnight, it's doubled. A magic edge. Just saying, I know a guy. If you do want to double your money, keep your money tree friend for a rainy day, Aristobulus. Right. Just saying, just saying. Can I have a look at? Um, I'm pretty sure that we have a map, right, of like the Menagerie Coast because we've you been working do. from one before. Would you like me to drop your map of the Menagerie Coast into the channel? Yes, it's almost like this afternoon, I thought, whilst prepping for this, I wonder if they'll ask for a map of the Menagerie Coast. So I made sure I had my map of the Menagerie Coast. Let me drop it in the channel. Fucking love a good map. Oh, just in, and while we're waiting, I'll just say that apparently we have... I don't think they're, sh- I don't think they're sugar gliders, but they are like flying squirrels in, in Finland in the forests. So uh, I'll, I'll keep my eyes out. 
That's exciting. You've got sugar gliders in Finland. I think I don't think they're the same thing, but they're a similar thing, like a flying squirrel thing. At least that's what the sign told me. Is Finland just magic? <laughs> just, like you can tell me if you want. Like it's because it sounds great. It is. It's, it's basically flying squirrels and uh, anal. Amazing. Anal. <laughs> Big tits. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah! What a, what a place. Apparently, Big Tits does the most amazing Sunday roast. Like some say, that best roast in all of Finland. <laughs> You're thinking about Dempsey's and Sheffield. Ah, <laughs> uh, am I? Yes. Every time I walk past Dempsey's, Mister Rag, I quote you. I think it's you that originally quoted Dempsey's as having the best Sunday roast. Anyone who'll listen, I'm like best Sunday roast in Sheffield. <laughs> That's what I've heard. I've never been, but yeah. quote me. I mean, everything there is greasy. The table, the doorknob, like everything about that bar looks greasy. I don't know why I instantly went to those two places. But right. Anyway, uh, yes, if you look in your uh, in the chat, in our group chat, you will see hopefully a copy of the map of the Menagerie Coast. You can see um, you are, he said, pulling up the map himself so that he could compare notes with people. Uh, you are, if you look over to the bottom right-hand side, you can see where Nicodranus is. Uh, you are currently, if you see the where the water goes up between Nicodranus and Port Zoon, you're not far off the top of that peak. Yeah, there's the Everplume volcano. Ah. Yes, you've got Everplume, Ever and you've got Diver's Grave. Yeah. And if you go down, you've got Diver's Grave. So you've got the Everplume at the top, you've got which is where the fire one is, and you've got um, Diver's Grave beneath it, which is where the water one is. So now you know where you're going. Okay. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw on the map where I think we are. Yeah, I was going to say, you can write on the map. <laughs> you don't have to return it. Now, now you can see where you are. I mean, obviously, famously... You're not wildly welcome in Nicodranus or Port Zoon. You've burnt down different parts of both of those cities. One you crashed a dragon turtle into and burnt down a magic shop, and the other one I think you burnt down a discount pine emporium in Port Zoon and broke into the pound, didn't you? Didn't you rescue Barbara from the pound in Port Zoon and yeah. burnt that down? I think you burnt down most things in most cities in the Menagerie Coast. Hmm. I've put on the map where I think we are. Are we further to the right than that? Uh, the white line. White lines. <laughs> A little to the east, maybe. Yeah. And where are we going again? Are we going to one so of these we islands? To, we need to go there, and okay. we need to go there. Okay, cool. So what I'm thinking is maybe if we head towards, if we're here, maybe we head towards Phelan instead. Yeah. See if there's a port there. Um, try and go from there. I was just thinking um, Palma Flora sounds really nice. Just just sounds like there'll be a good time there. Have we been to Phelan before, AJ, the one that's just above Port Zoon? I don't think we have. No. no, no we, we're not no one there. No one, no one will recognise us. That's good. If you look yeah. on the map, there's black billowing smoke coming out of Nicodranus and Port Zoon. Uh, (laughs) there's nothing in failing you're you're still welcome there to the best of my knowledge well god willing we'll burn failing as well yes Uh, absolutely yeah 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 in some sort of erotic accident yeah for sure i'm i'm thinking 
And this might, this will probably be something that we can figure out once we get to a port. But I just want to bring it up now, just in just in case. Um, maybe instead of, depending on how much it would cost, maybe instead of paying to use someone else's ship and someone else's crew for this, because we've got two journeys, maybe we see how much it would cost to buy a ship and potentially mm. like hire hire half oh. a crew. Ooh. You guys are so grown up now. It's not like <laughs> what can we steal? It's like can we invest all our money into a ship? Yeah, it's a it's 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 a different kind of stealing cap capitalism. I would also love to um I would also love to invest some money into the um that bar in, in Nicodranus, was it? The Busty Barnacle? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would also love to become part owner of that bar. Um Okay. Yeah. Can, is that is that the one that I stained with the fish? Uh, or we stayed in. Yeah. <laughs> God, now we're going back. Um, bu- 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 the one where it's yes. the one where Belty did like a stand-up set. Yep. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you stayed there, um, Hanash. You you rented out the bridal suite, and it had a big like vibrating bed, and you got chicken <laughs> grease on it. You set fire to the floor <laughs> boards, if you remember. You knocked over a paraffin lamp, and you pissed on the floor to put it out. Yeah. All coming back to me. Yeah. Belsiar did a magic show and accidentally impaled a member of the audience and they had to do first aid on them. Yes, 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 yes. Um, The the name of the landlord, the landlord was uh, Arakukra, um, which is a half man, half bird. He was called Civic Cloaca. No, how could we forget? How could you you forget? (laughs) Yeah. So, so you've been busy, but yes, at the moment you find yourself in the woods. Uh, you've woken up. You're just coming together. You've shared out the spoils. You've got your map out. You're trying to keep it dry underneath the cloak as it's still a little bit wet. Um, you should expect like a few damp showers today, but in the yeah. afternoon the clouds will burn off and release glorious sunshine as a cold front wafts through, coming towards Thursday when we can expect snow. So. Oh yeah, can I um, use the map and my uh, survival skills to try and uh, plot as a course to failing uh, on foot that will get us around the you know the little kind of the hills that are right underneath it, like mm. to get around there without ending up back in the forest. If that makes sense. Absolutely, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So make me, make me a survival check or a nature check. I'd leave that up to you. Um, that's a twenty-one. Twenty-one. Fucking hell. Uh, yes, the combination of all the usual boring stuff, uh, looking at moss on the sides of trees, looking at the sun, and a whole load of other things. Uh, you 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 follow. Um, you know as a hunter that um, elk only shit on the east side of oak trees. And so you wander around and find an oak tree and you find a pile of fresh scat so you know which way east is, at which point you, you head off in a northwesterly direction, heading out of the edge of the forest. Now, I'm going to say from a narrative point of view, you tread carefully as you leave the forest, keeping your eyes wide open to make sure there are not people following you. As you head out onto the tundra, just outside the forest, you plough on for a while, 
head, spending the best part of the afternoon traveling, well, morning, heading into the afternoon, traveling by foot across the tundra. It's scrubland. You don't really see a great deal of life on it because there's not really a great deal of pass on it. You're just wandering through like uh, almost like shin high grass with the occasional gorse bush. Um, the only thing you really see, Tati, are animal tracks. You know, like if you go and wander around in the wilderness, you can see those great little tracks that are made by deer and like almost like animal mm. runs in the long grass. You see those and occasionally Barbara gets distracted, flittering off to the left and the right. Um, as you have to constantly remind Maud. Maud is very distracted getting to know Keith and has to be constantly reminded <laughs> to stop slowing everyone down. Yeah, that makes sense. As you get to about lunchtime, you've made good progress heading northwesterly. Uh, the sun is directly overhead, and yeah, you're in the middle of the tundra. Not a sign of civilization to be seen. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess while we're in these kind of open plains a little bit, I'll kind of like, you know, as much as she wants to, I'll let I'll let Barbara. I was about to say go running around off the lead, but that's too much talking about dog stuff with with Raggy. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll let I'll let I'll let Barbara do as much. Uh, I'll give her some freedom for a bit and let her run around if she wants to, as long as she comes back every uh, every now and again. Um, I guess I'll keep an eye on the animal tracks as well, um, just to make sure that we're not, just to make sure that, like, if there's any predators around here that we that we know about them and like know, like we can track them if we need to. Mm-hmm. Make me a nature check. Less good. Uh, can I use survival instead? Don't you want to? Uh, uh 10 10 you simultaneously try to keep you aligned to a northwesterly direction whilst keeping an eye out for what's around you and always conscious of more more for people and the city watch but also trying to keep um your attention on the tracks on the ground you are stopped in your tracks <laughs> at one point looking down you see a f- giant footprint in the mud as you gather around it and look down, it's a you discern it's a bear print, uh, and you get the feeling that it's quite a large um, kind of like brown bear. You've seen these prints before, and it puts you on edge as you look around, but you can't seem to follow the trail. You realise the trail's going off in a different direction, and if you were to keep following the trail, you'd go off course. Yeah. As you discern this, Barbara comes back to you. You've let her run around. She comes back holding the dead body of a pheasant uh, that she's killed and she's brought it back its neck lolling around uh, as she dumps it at your feet. I give her, I give her some good chin scratches and I say, good girl. Um, I take the, I take the pheasant and I, um, I kind of tie like a knot around my belt that I can hang it from. So that I don't have to put it in my bag or anything. I thought you were going to say you took its broken neck and tied its broken net in a knot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Ew. By the way, just just to bring balance for the diverse portfolio of listeners, Barbara also brought you back two carrots for our vegan listeners and vegetarian (laughs) listeners. Some some soy. Yeah, (laughs) some soybeans, two carrots with their necks broken, and a few sausages. Yeah, she went to the shop as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so you keep going. What, what are you, what are you doing? It's just gone lunchtime as you find yourselves on the planes. Uh, how, 
like how much are we like halfway between where we were and failing roughly roughly speaking what uh, what did you get on your initial nature survival trip survival. When, you, when you did the map can you remember the initial one was a 21 okay 21 i'll say you estimate your um you're about a third of the way there so you're if you went up diagonally in a line from Port Zune, you'd, you're somewhere there. You're just below those hills. Yeah. On the map. Right, Hanash is getting a bit bored of walking, so he decides to prank his teammates. <laughs> and also thinks Belshar might still be thinking of his father and wants to take his mind off it. So does a roll behind and knock, knock him off behind his legs so Belshar falls over. No. And, uh, <laughs> goes, ah, ah, I'm I'm so surprised and <laughs> slightly in pain. <laughs> <laughs> but it's this pain, not emotional pain. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, thanks, bud. You really you took my mind off all that emotional pain. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you feel a sharp stabbing sensation in your Achilles tendon. Hanash, as you look down, you see Paketo once again coming to <laughs> um, Belsiar's rescue. He's just stabbing you with a fork in your Achilles tendon. No, Paketo, stop. I take Paketo and I load him into the gun instead of a bullet. Into oh, my fucking yes. <laughs> and I just shoot him into the sky. Shoot okay, me! Okay, okay. God, now a DM school, how do you go about this? Um, roll me... Just roll me a blunderbuss attack. Yeah. Just do a ranged attack roll with it. Oh, amazing. Wonderbuss. I can't even remember what potato is now. Is he a... He, um... He's a baked potato. That's he's a, he's an animal object, yeah. Yeah. So he can't, yeah. He can't really die. Uh, I got a six to hit. A six? Uh, you wedge him in. Like, you feel him. <laughs> As you fist Paketo into the bell end of your um, blunderbuss, and it is a bell end, listeners, um, as you um, uh, drop in some gunpowder and, and, you know, cock it, and then you primed the blunderbuss. As you, you load up into the sky, shout four, pull the trigger, as he just explodes into a shower of complex <laughs> carbohydrates, um, raining, raining back down to the ground, a look of fear comes across Belsiar's face, as much like the T-1000, you just see bits of potato just drawn to each other like mercury as he comes back together. As he just forms back together into an animated uh, potato once again. He just waves his fist at you. As he skitters off back to Belsiar. Almost you can see now, Hanash, there's a respect between you and Paketo. Um You have to kill a man to really know him. And you've you've bonded on that level of, of violence. That's what they say. I love the idea here, just from a narrative point of view, and I'm, I don't know whether it's occurred to anyone else. Tati is doing his damnedest to fucking keep this on track, subtle, progressing. As Tati looks around from the bear print on the floor watching his best mate blow a potato up in midair loudly as I presume Tatty just dies a little bit on the inside that not everyone is invested to... Tatty knows we've, made, we've been making good progress. He, you know, he's whatever happens with the rest of the day is basically gravy at this point. 
Okay. Uh, so with with the subsonic boom of the um, blunderbuss, you look round, Tatty, and you just see birds taken off from the occasional tree <laughs> around you. Like na- nature knows you're here now. Mother Nature is 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 aware. Name yeah. Of episode title. As uh, as as the as as Picato reconstitutes himself. Uh, reconstituted Picato. Yeah, and, <laughs> dehydrated. Him and him and him and Hanash uh, have their have their little staring contest. I'll kind of like give the whistle and just be like, "Come on, let's keep going. We can see if we can make a little a little further today." Uh, and I'll try and I'll, I'll I'll make another I'll make another check to see how how we do with the half of the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, if someone can give me the help action again, or well, now that I've now that I've ruined your shenanigans, will you not help me? Okay, go on then. Support. Oh, uh, twenty-two. Twenty-two. Ooh. Always a good time with Mister Neil. Uh, twenty-two. You push on. You keep going. You you keep aligned to a northwesterly direction, despite the best attempts from your colleagues to slow you down or give your position away. You push on and push on and push on. Um, you have a system, Tatty, whereby you keep a pocket full of pebbles, and every a hundred steps you transfer a pebble to your other pocket, so you're keeping track of um, distance. So as a, as a military man, you've been trained in techniques of map craft. And, and, and so you know how far you've come and you're confident in your position. And after a while, you're caught quite off guard as you come to the edge of the tundra and you reach a road. Not a busy road, but a road nonetheless. And you can see it's a worn path across the tundra where hundreds and thousands of people have at some point ridden. As you all pause, looking up and down the path, you can't see a sign anywhere. But it is certainly now going across you, left to right, this worn path through the through the plain. Is this the one that that kind of goes? Oh, it's not on the map, to the best of my knowledge. Oh, just... Okay, yeah, 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 that makes sense. Um, I'll. Um... It's a B road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a bridle way <laughs> no, no natural speed limits here boys it's the autobahn it's the autobahn yeah I think, I think if it if it runs right to left does that mean where we are and and kind of using my sense of direction from all that elk scat does that mean that it's like running north south or east west uh, you're heading northwest on the compass. It's running. Uh, oh God, he does his stuff. Southwest to northeast. It's, it's running in the wrong direction, really, across you. Okay. It's running perpendicular. There's the word I was looking for. It's running perpendicular across you. You address it. You see in the distance dust being kicked up on it as a figure on a horse approaches from a hundred meters away. It's not a fucking bomb up here. But... That'd be fucking amazing. Not you again. I guess as we as we see someone come in, I'll just turn around to everyone and be like, "All right, uh, nice faces on for now." Uh, put that. Can we be highway man? Have we got, have we got our handkerchiefs? <laughs> yeah, just put a bit of rope across. Just four thousand gold, and I want four thousand more. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess we'll if this person is kind of coming towards us on the road. I guess we'll just. I guess I'll just wait it out and see what they say. Um, 
I don't think I'll stand blocking them. I think I'll stand like on the road, but like off to one side so that just like, they smiling, and waving, and just hi. <laughs> okay, so you see they 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 come closer. They're traveling at some speed, hundred meters, eighty, sixty, forty. As they come closer, you see it's a single man. Obviously not single in relationship. You can't tell that. I'm not saying he's single just because he looks like badly dressed and like. He, yeah, I turn around. I turn around to Maud and I say, "I don't see a ring finger." Yeah. <laughs> he's had his ring finger chopped off. He literally has no ring finger. Uh, he lost it in a fingering accident. <laughs> so, you see an individual is what I'm saying. You see an individual on a horse uh, coming at some speed towards you. Dust being kicked up off his flanks. The horse's flanks. You see he's wearing a leather trench coat and he's in some sort of uniform. Um, he's got a kind look to his face. As he comes closer, you see he slows down. Um, as he looks down at you, looks around, and he's like, All right, watcher, how you doing? Stand and deliver. <laughs> Your money are your life. <laughs> ah, good. Oh, is this a stick-up? No, 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 no. Oh, no, just a little, just a little road joke. Just a little, oh. just a little beside the road uh, highway jokes, I guess. Highway, highway bands. <laughs> I'll say, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll kind of gesture to the weather and be like, yeah, it looks like it's cleared up a little bit. It's been, it's been a long day so far for us. Been a long day for you. It's been a long day for me. Bloody out here all day, all day, seven days a week, riding from place to place. Name's Garth. Garth Clipper. Postman. As he steps down off his horse, you see he's got a satchel on his back and he has a municipal post office uniform on. Um, Much like all postmen, he's wearing inappropriate shorts. All postmen (laughs) are inappropriately dressed. Um, You see he's got that wicked, like, postman's tan where his legs are, like, incinerated and he's just, like, pasty white from the kneecaps up. Um, As he's like... What? Could I trouble you for a drink? Got any water? Yeah, sure. And I'll I'll uh, sling my backpack off, and I'll I'll take out my like rationed bottle of water, and I'll hand it over to him. Oh, much obliged, parched. As he does that thing where he drinks out of it without making lip contact on the rim of your water bottle. He's a seasoned pro. As he takes a swig, hands it back to you, has a little cough and splutter. As he's like, oh, nice to wet my beak. As he's like, right, oh, I suppose it turns a turn. I should give you some news. Been carrying the news up and down as um, he hands you a local newspaper. Um, <laughs> as he's like, you can have that one for free. Is it? Is it just a list of buildings that have burned down mysteriously and, yeah. and, and <laughs> large? Yeah, it's specifically from the fire department. It's, it's all about us. These chiefs dead. Fire burning. Yeah. Turtle died in horrible circumstances. They re- well, it depends. Are you reading the new- what? What are you doing at this point? Are you- I'll, I'll, I'll hold it open, and I guess because I'm so small, everyone can just look at it over my shoulder. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, literally, straight. it's like a shield to you. It's so big. As you open up, yeah, it's got all sorts. There is an article in there about um, how the dragon turtle crashed into Nicodranus and the cost of human life, etc., and how the city's rebuilding. Um, you see, you know, all the usual stuff. There's a um, horticultural event going on and, you know, the these like prize-winning roses. 
you see like a holiday section. There's always a section in these things about cruises and, and train journeys that no one can ever afford to go on. Uh, all the local sport, the Nicodranus Nobblers, uh, beat the... Uh, no, that's a bad word. <laughs> No, <laughs> it's you're gonna, fine. You're gonna go real hard on that G, AJ. We're gonna, we're gonna, you're gonna go real hard G. We're gonna go. We're gonna. Uh, we're gonna edit that out. That never happened. The Port Zoon Crooners. Um, <laughs> they beat the three 0 That's the team. Jesus. In a game Christ. of waffle ball. Um, oh, okay, it's waffle ball. That was the worst faux pas ever, listeners. <laughs> that was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll just we'll just we'll just um we'll just sweep that we'll under the rug and edit we'll it out. Blast. We'll blast right through that. We'll blast right through that. It's fine. Um, yeah, and then and then it happens. A sheet of paper falls out the middle of the newspaper, and you see it waft on the breeze, and it lands at your feet, Tatty, as it's a wanted poster that's being distributed amongst the newspapers. As you see a little montage of some of your faces. It's a really bad representation of all of you. Um, you know, and it pulls out the fat, you know, just the worst bits, you know, that Maud's got a tail, Hanasha's got a spike sticking out of his head. You know, there's the the, the badly rendered crocodile uh, with glasses on. The crocodile, for some reason, is on all fours with glasses on. <laughs> at, at this point, Garth doesn't really seem to have noticed He's too busy um, chatting to Maud about Keith. Can I um, can I try and subtly like uh, cover it with my foot and just like drag it drag it behind us? Yeah, make a make a sleight of hand check. This might be I'm 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 poised behind him with with some kind of crossbow, just looking at Tatty, waiting to to pull the trigger if this doesn't work out. <laughs> How have you become a murderer? Tatty was the unhinged one. You were the best of us, Belsiar. <laughs> I've changed, man. That's before Hanash t- took him down. <laughs> tried to try to relieve his emotional problems with physical ones. Um, it yeah, I got a nineteen. Nineteen. It's like it never existed. Uh, much like a teenager hiding pornography from his parents, you literally just do some. You you do some like close hand magic and the um it disappears as you fold up the newspaper neatly and look back uh garth is facing away from me but you see he has a satchel full of um post and newspapers you see another newspaper sticking out of his satchel okay is he facing the other way yeah he's talking to keith well not talking to keith he's he's fussing keith and the the other newspaper is um hanging out of his bag a little bit or it's visible through his bag to say uh, make me a perception check or an investigation. Inf- make me an investigation check. Uh, 14. Yeah. So you get the feeling there's more than one newspaper in there. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, it's not worth it's not worth trying to nick one more. If um, if he remembers who we are, he'll remember anyway. We're not going to we're not going to take this this kindly kindly postman out just for um, just for noticing us. Maybe we should tell them where we're not where we're going. We're like, oh, we're going to Port Zoom. Yeah, and then, like you just tell anyone then. I'll say that we're heading towards like uh, Port Crooners. I'll say that we're heading <laughs> towards uh, like Tassoa or something like that. Like going in the opposite direction because if because like where we are now, we're already heading upwards. 
Yeah. So like Port Zoom would be a little bit out of the way. Yeah, I guess I'll wander over and ask him where he's where he's heading and just try and strike up conversation that way. Okay. Um as you come alongside him, uh he looks down at you as he's like, Oh hello, yeah. God, it's been a long day. Always a pleasure to meet people though. Where are you heading? Uh Nicodranus and then on to Port Zoon. Just, you know, bringing the mail, distributing a couple of newspapers. I travel from place to place, mm. meet new people. It's a lonely life. We're heading a little bit further north ourselves. We're going to head around the mountains and go up towards uh, Tosoa. Oh, nice. Yeah, occasionally my job takes me that way. Never the same place. You know, I try and, I try and mix it up. Ever since my wife died, I just got on the road and travel. I'm oversharing again, aren't I? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, you don't need this. That's all right. You have my condolences. Uh, I've got. I didn't fat. kill her or anything. It wasn't me. I'm saying she died of natural causes. But um, so anyone else who'd miss you if you disappeared? Just <laughs> asking in a, a friendly, a friendly uh, way. Two point three million people who wouldn't get their mail and news. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Little posty joke there. They'd miss the uh, the Port Zune advertiser. Everyone would be ringing up. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's fine. No, just, just, just curious. Wow, he's, that's that's a bit dark. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, got to be on my way in a minute. But just thought, you know, you look like a nice, kindly bunch of people. Thought I'd swing by for a little chit chat, get a swig of water, fuss a sugar glider. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know we have a, a nice collection of of animal companions here. He looks over at Picato and cocks an eye as he's like, yeah, yeah. Picato's still forming back together, so he's in his kind of like Quasimodo phase as he's it's like, like a really joining. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He looks more like a jacket potato than a, than a, <laughs> a, a, a whole baked potato. What is the difference between a jacket potato and a baked potato? Well, I just, well, I just meant like when you, when you, Cook a jacket potato and you open it up. You know how it's like more fluffy oh, yeah. inside. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. I'm thinking. But he's still reconstituting it. So oh, he's, he's like, he's like he's, yeah, it's like he's uncooking himself. Yeah. So the difference between like a boiled new potato and and one that's been like the the word for it, like crushed, like smushed a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. As he's reforming, as as uh, Garth looks over at him, cocks an eyebrow. He's like, right, well, better be on my way. Lovely to meet you all. Good day, sir. Hope the rest of the day treats you treats you well, and hope the uh, hope the rest of the day isn't quite as long. And I'll give him a, a polite nod. He doffs his hat, and he's like, "One last word. Just be careful of those sugar gliders. They do carry rabies. So, you know, just saying." I kind of gesture around at the rest of the animals that we've got, and just like shrug my shoulders as if to say, like. It's either the sugar glider or one of the others. Well, that's true. Crows carry syphilis. As Cato's like, you fuck off. As uh, he Is that actually gets true? back on his horse. Crows, yeah. Carry syphilis. Absolutely, yeah. Crows are, yep. Crows are one of the biggest <laughs> exporters of syphilis after Club 1830. Holidays. <laughs> what you're telling me is that, is that crows like to fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You never see a dry crow. Always moist. Yeah. Right. There we go. 
That's what they say. Because this happened. That's what they say. Yep. Next time you get a crow, just turn it upside down and just run a finger over it. Always moist. (coughs) Right. As he gets back in the saddle and rides off into the distance, what are you doing? You're left holding a newspaper. And presumably you still have the wanted poster. Yeah. The bounty for you is currently running at 10,000 gold pieces. Mm. Tati is very quietly impressed that we've managed to rack up some, such a decent bounty. Um, Can I start working on turning everyone else in? By using that <laughs> of the skies. If you want to message me separately in the drinks break, Matt, we'll come to some sort of, uh, yeah. No, I could never do that. Love that. Could I? Love that. Love that for you. Yeah, is it itemized? <laughs> yeah, 2,000 per head. Yeah, 2,000 a head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Is it, is it itemized? Absolutely. Yeah, it goes right down. Gaspard's worth like two copper pieces. Like, is it isn't itemized? <laughs> yeah, maybe we don't show this to the animals. Uh, it'd be a revolt. Um, I guess I'll kind of uh, if the if the road is heading in the opposite direction, well, in the wrong directions to mm. where we want to be going, I'll kind of consult the map again and I'll find the best way to carry on going in that kind of northwestern direction towards sure. Phelan. I'll say you don't need to make another another roll because you've already orientated yourself. You mainly just stopped, chatted to somebody. You know which way you're going. As you keep making your way long into the afternoon, after the thoughts of the postman are far in your rearview mirror, you keep heading in the direction round. You've taken slightly long way round to go round the hills which sit underneath Phelan and um, below the river. As you see the edges um, of. Um, the forest on your right hand side you keep walking in the northwesterly direction until the sun starts to creep over the horizon and you see the edges of evening start to gather in you see in the near distance the twinkling of lights of a settlement as the sun starts dipping over the horizon some 300 meters away you see the edge of an encampment of a civilization okay so not like not big enough to actually be failing but just like someone's camp probably uh larger than that it's uh it crosses the you can see you know it's not theolin yet because you haven't crossed a river Um, yeah but like a village yeah yeah large enough to be a village yep you can see the the twinkling of lights as dusk approaches that's where we're going to have a quick drinks break and then we're going to check back in. Alrighty. Right. Right back. Drink if you got them. Smoke if you must. Right. Picking back up where we left off, you found yourselves on the edge of civilization coming out of the plains. All of you quite tanned. After a day walking in the blazing sun, all of you feeling healthier and happier than you felt in a long time, you find yourself with dusk setting in on the edge of an encampment, yes. Can I investigate the smells coming from the settlements? I'm looking for sausage. Of course. Oh, wow, very specific. (laughs) Well, there's many types of sausage. Can you be more specific? Uh, Like a bratwurst. Mm. 
I thought you could see you could see the cogs turning there. <laughs> Raggy <laughs> spun the wheel of of pork. Bratwurst. I go an eight. An eight. Uh, you smell a pork product of some kind. Not to quote Wayne's World. I can definitely smell a pork product of some kind. Um, you can definitely smell pork wafting on the breeze. But unfortunately, with an eight, you rapidly realise that's just the unwashed form of Aristobulus, who <laughs> is sweating. Like he, Salty bitch! Yeah, he's gushing. <laughs> Aristobulus is gushing. Um, he's still wearing his winter weather gear. Uh, he's so high, he's not adjusted to the heat of the plains, and he's still wearing like a fur-lined like parka as just river, a river runs through it. <laughs> he smells like <laughs> he smells like bratwurst. Um, <laughs> oh, winter God. parka really seals in the flavour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the yeah. the juice that uh, you get in a, a jar of hot dogs as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, isn't there a weird shit where people drink pickle brine in whiskey or something like that? Isn't it like a there's a drink you're looking at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, like, it's, like, it's like a pickle chaser or something like that. What if anyone does that with the hot dog juice? It's like all that, the fatty bits that like, float to the top as well. Uh, uh, Jesus Christ, yeah, or the young cut bits. <laughs> Oh, dear God. Right. Well, there you go, listeners. Dry if heave. Uncle Mike's, Mike sends us enough money, £10,000 will... Yeah, uh... Uncle Mike, if you send us $1,000, Chris will drink the juice out of a jar of wieners. Yes, thank you, Chris N. Yes, thank you, Chris Make it 10000 and I'll think about it. Okay, all right. There you go, Uncle Mike. I know you're a millionaire, um, retired airline pilot that you are. Uh, Ten thousand is that US or UK, Chris? Um, uh, I mean, it's already an astronomical amount of money. Let's just say US dollars. US, okay, US dollars, not Canadian. Yen. Yen. <laughs> Ten thousand yen. Ten thousand yen. Um. Yep. Absolutely. We'll take that. Yep. So, ten thousand US dollars. Chris will drink the juice out of a jar of wieners. Right. Anyway, getting back to the storyline. Uh, sadly, Hanash, no. You you can't discern any cooked meats. But you, are you staying? I can't remember what I said. I think you're like three hundred meters away from the the encampment. Yeah. I think we. Um. I think we start heading towards it. Okay. If it looks if it looks like big enough to be like a village, then uh, I'm not imagining that we're about to get ambushed by people. Unless we start hearing things. I uh, I would like to sprint there. You want to sprint there? Yeah. Okay. Oh, dear God. Um. Okay. Yeah, sure. So, Hanash, you sprint in. Uh, you're still wearing the Periton's skull. So, I mean, cardio is hard work. <laughs> um, it's like doing a marathon in a dead mouse outfit. As you just feel like just your head is very sweaty. The rest of you is fine. As you, you close with the village that it is, um, you see it doesn't really have any kind of defences. It hasn't really got a palisade wall or anything like that or any fixed kind of entranceway. 
as you see as you get closer they're, they're pretty kind of like agricultural style buildings it's a decent sized village as you get closer Hanash, you see at the center as the sun is setting there's still flames flicking up there seems to be a central bonfire going on as you hear the sound of merriment and drinking coming from the village uh, and a pyre almost like you see flames flicking up higher than the rooftops coming from the center of the village i start dancing around it like all seductively oh my god uh never has there been a greater make me a performance check there's never been a greater example <laughs> Ah, three. Three. Um, you see there's some sort of festival going on and you see, like, people dancing around. There's a band going on in the corner as people are, like, almost, like, in circles, holding hands, dancing around in concentric rings around the fire, just having a great time. Very kind of, like, free and easy in various degrees of disrobed nature like it's a very kind of like adult orientated fun time as you burst into the middle uh this ginormous thundering orc with a giant skull on his head as you try and dance but um yeah a bit like a christian at a slipknot concert you're just out of place you're you're trying to do the pentecostal three-step in the middle of a mosh pit and it's like it's not coming off and you're getting frustrated. Um, and mostly because of the cardio of running 300 meters with a giant skull on your head. You are fucking exhausted. As, um, hang on, let me wrong. At first, you're quite well received. And then people start noticing that there's a bit of fear coming on. As people, they're not angry, they're just wary. Um, <clears throat> We're in backwater. We're in a backwater place. You know, they just don't see giant helmeted orcs. I like kind of drop my head, drop my head. I like slump and start walking away. Oh, I can sense the awkwardness. I walk towards I don't know a shop or something. Uh, a lot of the places are closed. You do see there are a lot of amenities. And you see bunting up. You get the feeling that you've just stumbled into the middle of some sort of festival. As you walk away, um, you see um, a bunch of ladies come up to you and are like, oh, don't worry. As one of them puts a like flower, like a Hawaiian kind of flower necklace over you. It, they have a few attempts and it keeps on getting snagged on the peritons horns. Um, as... <laughs> The rest of you arrive on the edge of the village in time to see Hanash being anointed uh, with the sort of flower necklace. What are the rest of you doing? As you sort of see, you know, there's there's all sorts of dancing and gyration going on around the middle of a, a massive fire. Is is there a wicker man? Uh, make me a <laughs> perception check. I'm suspicious of this mysterious village. Not the bees! Why is my perception plus three? Okay, that's an, that's an eight. An eight? Um, you see in the background, at first, behind the fire, you see shapes moving, and you're really... Kind of, everyone else is focused on the gyrations of the dance going on in front of the fire to the drum beats. You see behind, and you think you see a giant, almost like, do you know, like the Notting Hill Carnival where you've got floats? 
you think you see a giant papier-mâché cock and balls, but it's a <laughs> trick of the light. As it turns, it turns out to be a hippo, and you realize like there are all sorts of different kind of like ginormous papier-mâché animals. Um, but yeah, this is you know this is in full swing. Um, you're, you've you've stumbled into the middle of a of a sort of festival of paganism. If there's any like uh, seating, like I don't know, I'd imagine just like overturned logs or something like that, kind of near the fire, but like not in the way of the people that are dancing. Then I, Tatty will take Barbara over and like sit down there and get her to like lie down or something uh, somewhere that's warm and she can she can rest a little bit. Sure, yeah, make me an investigation check. Uh, 19. 19. You look around, you see some trestle tables um, serving food, and to one side you see some almost like picnic benches, uh, and you see an inn, and you see the village inn, and there's sort of like, you know, nice picnic tables with various people sitting on them, and the door to the inn is open as you make your way over with Barbara. Hmm. Um, I think if anyone, if anyone follows me, I'll probably grab a round of drinks for whoever's, whoever's here. Who's going with him? Can I, can I, I've been meaning to be a better father to Kato. <laughs> so I'd like to pull him out and put him on my shoulder and be like, come on, old Kato, old pal, let's, let's have a knees up. When's the last time you and me had a drink? As you pull him out, feathers fly in all directions. I swear to God, he loses more feathers every time you pull him out. Uh, as you plonk him on your shoulder like some sort of comedic parrot, he's like, oh, wow, bonding. Okay. Yeah, you and me. This 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 beat is rhythmic. It really speaks to me. Let, let, your, let your feathers fly. Shake your tail feathers. You know, it's a great ritual when the necro- ne- when the necromantic bird likes it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You see the necromantic bird getting his getting his shit on. Uh, Hanash, what are you doing, by the way? Now that you've got your kind of like you've got a, a, a loop of flowers kind of around your neck now. Uh, where's the closest bucket hat? Bucket hat stand. Bucket hat stand. You look around. Uh, make make me a perception check. Natural twenty. Yeah, you you look around, you see various stalls. There are accessory stalls for kind of like um, festival beads, uh, flower rings, things like that. Uh, you've then got you've then got a stall that seems to be selling kind of edibles and uh, all kind of like party drugs, and then you've got another stall which is basically like a barbecue that's selling all kinds of roast meat. Suddenly, your nose kicks in, and you see a hog. Being like, there's a glazed hog spinning on a rotisserie. Uh, you're you're at Party Central. So there was pork. <laughs> he was right. The weird thing is, on a natural twenty, you notice that the pig still got a smile on its face. The rotisserie pig <laughs> appears to be smiling. You you could swear through the crackling that it's smiling. This is some midsummer shit. So is uh, I can't. Is that hat? Yeah, yeah, hat. absolutely. Yeah, there's, there's a, there's a, there's an exception. Sorry, is hat. So I, I, I go and I say, excuse me, ladies, and I go first. I go and buy a hat and take off my, um, my 
head, head garment and put on the hat. Um, because I'm like, I'm worried that that's from the newspaper. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that makes sense. Uh, you go to that the accessory set. It's got everything you can imagine: um, beads, Hawaiian shirts, all sorts. You see a selection of hats as um, a really skinny-looking bloke in a open-fronted Hawaiian shirt, uh, just with a disgusting amount of chest hair. Far too much hair for a man his size. Um, is like, all right. How can I help you? What kind? What will you be looking for? Discerning man like yourself. Sup, dude. Uh, I need. <laughs> I need a bucket hat with some weed signs on it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that sounds like a custom job, and we probably don't have time for this, as this is a night of debauchery and fertility. But what I do have, I could get you a pirate hat. I've got a piece of cheese hat. I've got a hat shaped like a cherry. Or we do sell these very special traffic light hats, and you set the color to what kind of mood you're in. You know, open for business. (laughs) Closed off, you know. What well, one of those, please? Set it to green. All right. <laughs> Says orange for intrigue. All right. Well, you 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 set the color. Far be it from me to to tell you how to enjoy yourself at a fertility festival. Okay, sir. Oh wow, fertility, fertility. Five copper pieces. These were all made by my wife. Oh, go on them. She's over there. You can see her dancing at the fire with those two men. <laughs> Tell you what, I'll trick you two silver ones because she's such a nice, nice chap. Oh, you stop it. Go on. All right, say, go on. As he hands you a traffic light hat and he shows you how to slide the colours through. Uh, to, he's <laughs> like, you want that set to amber because you're, you know, just open for one hole. You know. <laughs> amber means just one hole at a time. Right. But essentially going like Facebook and putting it, it's complicated. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know what god that is, but yeah, go on. Uh, thank you very much. As he shakes your hand, he's a bit greasy, he's a bit sweaty, as um, as you just see Aristobulus just handing over loads of money at the edible stand. You just see Aristobulus just like <laughs> packing it in. Right, okay. So you've you've got your you've got your hat. The rest of you in in the inn, you're welcomed into the inn. It's a very friendly place. Everyone's slightly underdressed. You have clearly walked into the middle of a fertility festival, um, but everyone's super welcoming, uh, almost too welcoming, like, you know, too close, too huggy. Uh, Tatty, you get hugged uh, by a man who just refuses to let go for ages. That's a bit. That's, that's, there's your three seconds. You're, that's that's good. You, you're, that's okay. He's like, it's all right. Sorry, I overstepped my mark this You'd be surprised how inbred things get in a backwater village during a fertility festival. Fresh blood is... uh, Fresh blood. I mean meat. Fresh meat. Fresh meat. All right. Here, have a drink on me. As uh, he hands you you a horn full of, like, room temperature mead. Okay. I'll I'll lift it up and I'll go, cheers. Oh, that's great. To your health and fertility. To incest. Yeah. As everyone yeah. turns around, like you just said the byword, everyone there's like there's that kind of when you've talked about politics at like a a meal or something like that, everyone just coughs as you use the word incest. It clearly happens, but people just don't talk about it. All right. <laughs> Are you going in there as well, Hanash? 
you joining with your yeah so first i'm going to take my trousers off and put them in my backpack <laughs> i'm going to leave my pants on though you know my wife runs uh that are very great at this moment and i'm gonna head in and grab that drink you're getting an early start on the donald ducking well i mean if, it, ducking move. if it's a fertility so your underpants are like threadbare like they're they're in absolute tatters they're like pulled pork <laughs> but you 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 walk in no one bats an eyelid uh, in fact if they did bat an eyelid, it would only be in a good place. Right. Um, I'm pissed off that no one's doing it. I'll uh, I'll go up to the bar, and if Belsiar and Hunash are in here, uh, Aristobulus is getting edibles. I'll get a drink for Maud as well. I'll go up to the bar, and I'll I'll get another round of of these ales. Okay. Um, um, how many ales is that? Four. There's one, two. Three. Me, me, Belsiar, Hunash, and Maud. So I'll get I'll get four. Four ales. I'll give some of this one to, to Barbara. Okay. That's like four copper pieces. Um cool. you get some seeds for uh Kato. I'll, I'll... Uh, I can ask. Uh, got, anything yeah, sunflower. Any any seeds? Sesame. We got a we got a we've got a bird with us. <laughs> uh, as the barman you ask for seeds as the barman's like, All right, you want that man as you see a really like shady looking bloke in the corner. <laughs> Looking very yeah. furtively around. I go, no, not like, not hallucinogenic shit, like shit that a bird could eat and not die if it. If oh, it I see. I'm sorry. Everyone's in party mood. You, you want like, oh, I, as um, he, he goes into the back and he rummages around for a bit. Uh, you hear like things being knocked over as he comes back with a, he's like, I've got this short dated robin ball, fat and seeds. I think he'll, he'll eat that. He'll like that. Yeah, we'll give it. We'll give it a look. Thanks very much. Oh, that's all right. You have that on the house. Oh. Also, could I interest you in a room? Yes, please. I mean, we've got. I've still what, got room left in my bed tonight. I've got bookings between two and three, four and five, but I could fit you in between three and four. You stole my joke. I was going to say, do you come with the room? <laughs> uh, I say, do you have do you have any do you have any empty rooms? There's like five of us. You want an empty room in a fertility festival? <laughs> what kind of weirdo are you? I've heard about. Yeah, you. apologies. Uh, I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not one to partake in in these kinds of rituals usually. <laughs> It's all very, it's all very nice. It's all very good. I'm happy to, I'm happy to sit and enjoy the the, the merriment, but uh, I don't think I will be, I don't think I will be partaking of anything too, uh, too strenuous tonight. More of a taker than a giver. I understand. I understand. I won't speak for my companions. Uh, I'll only speak for myself. So in the background, Hanash is windmilling. is just like. <laughs> <I'm a tick. laughs> Hanash is like that guy you see in like YouTube videos with a nunchuck, except he's just using his cock and balls. He's just like... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, House of flying porks. (laughs) As he he looks around a bit, and he looks a little bit crestfallen as he's like, all right, but I will have to charge you a premium if you want a night. If you want a room for the whole night, I will have to charge you premium because we'll have to change the bed sheets. 
dry out the curtains. Like, all right. Uh, God, fuck me. There's always someone trying to bring down a fertility festival. Five silver pieces for the night I could give you a room. Five silver pieces. That's more than fair. It is your busiest time of year. I'll uh, I'll handle it. All right. Hand Did I say five? I meant six. Six silver pieces. <laughs> I I give an eye and I'm I'm just like, all right, I'll give you I'll give you six. Uh, he's about to go up again and then he looks at you and he sees that you're a man of action. You're still you're still carrying the stressed look from having murdered members of the aristocracy, as he knows not to fuck with you. Hmm. Yeah, the aristocracy does so really bother me when they die. If anything, quite the opposite. Um... Oversharing, I like it. As he's, he's like, come with me, as he leads you down a back passageway. As you go past other doors, you hear noises coming. Um, they're sort of weird gurgling noises. Somebody sounds like they're scubaing through some sort of fluid. You hear, like, banging and screaming and spanking. Um, you go past a room with a slightly ajar door, um, as you see a man being spit-roasted by two goats as you make your way to a door at the back as the last room in the place. He opens it up. It's really neat and tidy and clean. One double bed. That's cool. It's lovely. There's a, there's a little ensuite hole in the ground. Uh, there's an ensuite long drop. Uh, the loo roll and the long drop's been bent into that little V shape, so you know it's a good place. There's a selection of soaps and a little chocolate on the pillow. Oh, lovely! Uh, if if uh, if the other guys have followed me in here, I'll I'll just be like I'll gesture to the double bed and I'll be like I'll t I'll take the floor again. Uh, no worries if one of you guys wants to sit. Well, if you guys want to, if you guys want to share the bed, Barbara just jumps up on the bed without being told. And sits on the end of it. Oh, that's fair enough. Oh, she deserves a nice bed. You look over Belsia and you just see Picato is eating the soaps. He's in the bathroom just eating the complimentary soaps. Is his right? Can't stop him. He's a growing boy. Yeah, a reconstituting boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I get to the bed. I go, Grr! and then I wrestle with Barbara. Oh. <laughs> Make me an animal handling check. <laughs> and this is why I die. <laughs> oh. Um, um, Minus five. Two. Two. <laughs> Two. Much as most of Hanash's relationships have gone, it starts with laughing and giggling and rapidly turns into claws and screaming. As Barbara makes it abundantly clear when she's had enough, uh, as you, you you you've reached you've reached Barbara's boundaries with a bit of rough and tumble. As you you've got a bit of a scratch mark across uh, your thigh because you took your trousers off. Um, you you've got you've got you've got a slight open wound on your left thigh. Um, but Barbara seems happy that she's asserted the fact that she's the alpha. Hmm. That seems legit. I whimper. <laughs> uh, you put your belly up. I go clean my wounds. Yeah, I guess we. I guess we took some stuff down in the room and then just head back down, grab some more drinks. I get if the if the innkeeper is kind of out of earshot, I'll say 
with the like gesturing at like the noise around us from the other rooms i'd be like it was like it might be drink a whole bunch and try and get a good night's sleep tonight guys uh i mean unless you want to partake i'm not you know there's no judgment here you hear a voice to one side as Aristobulus is like, well, I don't plan on sleeping tonight. As you see, he's just using the toilet, but he hasn't shut the door. He's just that guy who's quite comfortable taking a shit in full view of everyone. Aristobulus is just on the long drop, just chatting away. Still in his winter parka, just sweat, fucking bucketing off him. Like he's he's so dehydrated, he's like a prune. Yeah. His piss is like golden syrup. No, I'm joking. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess we, I guess we head back down, head back down to the, to the bar with our drinks. Um, I'm quite happy to just, uh, to just sit around chatting shit for a little bit. Ooh, actually, in fact, what I will do, if we go back down to the bar, I'm going to get the newspaper out and I'm going to look for the, for the, like, um, like the classifieds, Mm. see if anyone's selling anything. I'm looking for a boat. Oh my god, this is the most wholesome fucking episode ever. This is the most wholesome fertility ritual. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll go on eBay while this turn the audio. Oh my god. <laughs> I just love the idea, like, there's a slow pan cinematography through the wall as a barbarian's just getting pegged by two gnomes. As we pan back the other way, there's just a guy reading a newspaper. Aristobulus is punching the wall. Oi, keep it down. I can't perform. Um <laughs> you go back to the bar. Yeah, absolutely. You find a you find a table in the corner which hasn't got too much like going on. You know, you see around various amorous things happening with with various village members as um you take your horns, you sit in the corner, just people watching. There's never been so much fun people watching <laughs> in your life. Um, as yeah, you pull out the newspaper, and just for the sake of narrative, yeah, you you flick through it, flicking over. You you take great happiness in reading the article about how the dragon turtle crashed into Nicodranus, and it's about fifty percent accurate. As with all journalism, it's got a lot of spin on it. They've even managed to get a political angle in about how it's the mayor's fault, and if they elected mm. a better mayor, this would never have happened. Um, as you flick through various other shite, uh, you see some adverts and stuff. You get some coupons. Uh, at one point, another thing falls out of it. Do you remember those kind of like you used to get those cologne testers, where like it was like a piece of paper with some cologne on it, okay, like a scratch and sniff. Uh, yeah, if you want, yeah, it's called Fiery Flaps, um, by Saint Etienne. Mm. It's um, I'll uh, I'll gesture it to Hanash and be like, yeah. One? Ugh. Ugh. Doesn't look good. <laughs> As, yeah, you get to the classifieds, Tati. Uh, make me an investigation check. Um, could I get the help action from somebody? If two eyes want to be across it, yeah. Someone hands you a biro to ring round it in red with the ones you're interested in. Uh, that's okay. Let's go for a nat 20. That's not a nat 20, but it is a dirty 20. Uh, yeah, dirty 20. Dirty 20. You see all sorts. Um, you're scanning down it with, with one dirty finger. You look down, 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 down. You see, like, 
um somebody's selling a used wedding dress um you see somebody's got a load of um the the, the tobacco harvest has been slightly damp this year and somebody's selling like a small fortune's worth of damp tobacco as you look down you see there's a carriage for sale nothing wildly about boats and then you see it somebody is selling a barge a barge yeah it says it used to be a holiday pleasure barge but um the family have had to retire due to a death in the family and they're retiring like a traditional canal barge Mm. the reason your the reason your eye was drawn to it is because the barge was called lady's luck oh classic you're like it's a sign yeah um is there like uh, a location on it like does it have a port where it's currently it's currently held up uh yes it is going to be in the coastal village of little titherton little titherton uh, i'll check i'll check my map and see if it is somewhere that is a on the map uh you see you go back to your map and you check uh, you can see that Little Titherton is just to the north of Feolin. Uh, it's a much smaller settlement. Ooh, cool! Um, I mentioned it to the group. Does it say? Does it say anything about how much they're charging for it? Uh, yeah, it says a thousand gold pieces, ONO or nearest offer. Hmm. Ooh, bargain. I'll uh, I'll mention it to the group. Uh, I'll say. You know, between five of us, that's like two fifty. Hopefully, at most, we can start lower. Will a canal boat be all right on the high seas? Yeah, when we when you say barge, do you mean like the fantasy equivalent of like a of a a pleasure barge, or do you mean like a little canal boat? Is there an, is there a picture with it? Essentially, there's no picture. You get from it that it's more like. It's used more for tranquil waters, but it is mm. it's a barge nonetheless. It's it's water worthy. Like mm. and it's used to take in it's designed to take parties of people, so it would accommodate all of you. That makes sense. Yeah, I'll 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 mention it I'll mention it to the rest of the group and say, you know, it's it's just it's it's currently docked just north of Valen. Uh little Titherton, um be two hundred and fifty gold each, roughly. It says, please inquire with Marjorie and Roger Squeals. Marjorie and Roger Squeals. Just gotta do is, that, is that the surname or is that just further information? The squeal is the code word. Marjorie and Roger yeah. squeal. Mm-hmm. Clearly Marjorie doesn't use lube when <laughs> Roger squeals. <laughs> <laughs> we've lost, we've lost Mr. Ray. Right. There you go. As you look over, you see Nibble Nobble and Gobble are being led away by an amorous-looking tabaxi into the back as they all kind of give you the thumbs up. I think they've been with us the whole time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Toadflaps is just holed up by the fireplace and she's giving fucking daggers. You know, someone of her ilk as a goblin is is quite sought after. You know, 
when you live in a backwater village and the most exciting thing that happens once a year is a fertility festival, uh, you know, you've you've fucked your neighbor enough times that a goblin seems like a pretty good deal. Like pretty good option. Um yeah, I'd make a note of the um of the details for the boat and yeah. um and whereabouts it is and stuff. Um, I'll I'll put a little mark on the map where Little Tiverton is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. What are you planning on doing with the rest of your evening? It's it's as far as you can tell. Uh, it's got to be early evening, about eight o'clock, as the the music's like ramps up a gear. You get a key change in the festival music outside. Uh, I'm gonna get some shots, and I'm gonna shout, "Who wants to a body shot?" Half the bar lights up at this point as everyone kind of fucking cheers and salutes you. It's just a human centipede of body shots. <laughs> uh, yeah, as you make your way over to the bar, are you, are you buying shots for everybody or just your friends or what are you doing? No, but I'm buying like a couple of shots and I want to see if anyone wants to come up and like let me do a body shot for them. Oh, absolutely. Um As you're, you you go up to the barman you, and he's like, all right, what, what manner of drink would you like i've got a few some fruity all right we've got crab apple crab apple gin you want crab apple gin yeah hit me all right as he leans behind the bar pulls out this brown bottle pulls the cork off as you hear a wheeze as almost like gas escapes from the bottle as he slams a couple of chipped shot glasses on, he's like, I like I like this. All right. How many can I be doing you for? Five. Five? All right. As he goes, bam, 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 we're chipped. Like, all different. Like, this is the most backwater bar ever. As he pours fluid out, there's a nasty viscosity to it. It's almost like apple gravy as um, he fills them up. All right, five shots. No worries. Um, I've I've not managed to shift this shit for years, so uh, two copper pieces. Uh, grand. Did I hear something about body shots? Yeah. As he starts unbuttoning the front of his shirt. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> One for you. Who else? As this wizened crone comes out of the crowd, as she's like, I will partake in body shots. Of course she will. Fine. Do you have a daughter? (laughs) Sexy granddaughter? No. (laughs) She looks at you through her leathery eyes. There's a warmth to them. She's like, no, I've never settled. And why should I settle? Damn right, sister. Damn right, sister. (laughs) She squeezes your arm. Um, yeah, she's a saggy lady. She's currently kind of got her nipples tucked into her belt as she's kind of like, so you said something about body shots? Yeah. <laughs> Once the pie started, can't be stopped. So I need three more. Off me or off you? Um, tell you what, I'll, you can do it off me. And then I'll do it off someone else. We'll kind of, we'll get a little train going. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I do love a party shot train. Okay. Off you. Onto the bar then, big man. 
I um I jump up with one leap. It's very impressive. I've got great calves. Okay, yep. Um, you're now starting to pull a crowd as people are cheering and whooping and hollering. Uh, make me an acrobatics check. Can I give him? Can I give him the help action by hyping him up? <laughs> Just by going. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh. Nice. Uh, Twelve. Twelve. <laughs> this is a, a tale of two parts. The first part is you thinking you're being really sexy and like mysterious as you kind of like slowly unbutton your shirt. Your trousers are already off. You just seductively pull it over the top, swing it around and fire it across the bar where it flies across the face of a dwarf who like coughs and splutters as he pulls your sweaty shirt off himself. In reality, it's awkward. Like uh it's it's not a great look but it's fine as you make your way onto the bar you leap up you get about halfway like like trying to mount a horse you have to get a bit of hand someone gets a foot under your thigh and gives you a leg up uh, as you make it onto the bar boost me you make it onto the bar various liquids start getting poured across your body as once the mouths start just a crowd of people come it's like a suckling feast no tongues! No tongues! <laughs> yeah, it just becomes a hot, sticky mess as you just see like people drinking and guzzling out of your belly button. Uh. It's a it's a heavy night. At one point in this this weird debauched body shop party, you look over as two people part from the crowd, and you see a familiar looking face, Hanash. I need you to make me a perception check. Oh, this isn't my prison bitch, is it? <laughs> what was his name? Uh, Agrami. Is it Agrami? <laughs> uh, 13. 13. It's an elderly lady, and it's you've seen her before. Um, a wizened elderly lady, quite thin and gaunt. The same one from slightly earlier in the night. <laughs> no, no, this this one is is more like put together in quite good shape. Very elderly, with a sinister look on her face, and she's got yeah, two it's, cats. It's the one that he fucked and then kicked her cat. Yes, <laughs> as as you see, after a while, like the problem is, people keep on getting in the way, and there's so many tongues and mouths lapping sticky fluids off you as you push people out the way. As someone crunches down on your nipple, you slap them out the way. Um, as you go back and look at her, you realise it is Madame Monsieur who uh, you <laughs> met way back when in Nutbush. As you see the medium, she's she's like a psychic medium, as she travels back through the crowd and out the door. Did I see if she saw me? Uh, she didn't see you, to the best of your knowledge. Um, she was coming out the back. She'd obviously just had a bit of a menage a trois with um, who knows who. As uh, the, her two cats went behind her, whatever was going on, uh, as she goes out <laughs> the front door. That's the other people, yeah. Uh, yeah, just had a filthy litter tray <laughs> session with two cats. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I need to stay away from that lady. I think uh, Tatty, having not seen this, obviously, um, is going to, after he's had probably a couple more drinks just at the bar, um he'll he'll take his he'll take his drink and sit outside and just like watch the fire a little bit um maybe take take a moment to do some to do a little bit of like 
thinking about what happened at the at the Stank Estate. Yeah. And uh, just, I think I'll probably take Barbara with me just so that, again, she can, like, lie down somewhere where it's pretty warm. Right. Why cock block the wolf? You see the wolf and, and Gaspard are happily sitting together. Um, as you, yeah, you sit on one of the benches, the picnic benches, and you watch the writhing and rhythmic dancing of the crowd as the beat gets inside you. As you just hear the the drums and boom, 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 boom. As after a while, you realise the most rhythmic person you can see turns out to be Aristobulus, who is still wearing his winter parka. He is genuinely looking like you know Christian Bale and the Machinist. He has dropped so much fucking weight; it's just disgusting. You can see that V he's got in his crotch like a cum gutter. He's so well defined now. Yeah. He's he's so well shredded. Yeah. <laughs> As he does like a kind of creepy tribal dance, uh, <laughs> leading a kind of like conga line centipede of all sorts of debauched people. Uh what are you doing, Belsia, as the evening presses on? I was I was just gonna again try and be a good uh wingman to Cato, pun intended. And uh, just say to him, you know, Kato, if there's anyone you like the look off, we you can, can go see in the corner them. there's a bird cage with a budgie in it. As <laughs> he's like, well, if you could put in a good word with um, that little one over there, yeah, I, I assume that budgie is of age. Yeah, well, let's let's yeah, head well, on no. over. Way to ruin it. Uh, maybe we won't. <laughs> Jesus H Christ. Um, I don't know. Like how, how old is a budgie? Like two years old? I, I, I'm not going to... How have you made this awkward? Everyone else <laughs> here is allowed to fuck whoever they want, and instantly you make me look like some sort of filthy <laughs> muck spreader. I mean, well, that, that's... Let's let's use this as a teachable moment. I mean, I don't know you that well, Kate. So I've, we've been traveling. Haven't lived in your time. pocket for how long now? I mean, I know Jesus. A bird's got needs. I don't know that you're not some kind of sexual predator. It, if 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 you'd say it's all right, Kate, then it's all right. Let let's go over there. Let's introduce ourselves. I feel maybe you're deflecting. I don't see you getting it on with anybody. I. That's. Something that's never been the same since I set fire to the only man I ever loved. <laughs> <laughs> As he's like, okay, would you like to unpack that at all? I mean, do you think once his ashes cool, maybe you could love again? I mean, I suppose, I suppose I've never. I don't even know canonically if he's dead or alive. Ah, uh, yes. I hold, I hold out hope that they got to him in time. But Isn't I it weird how all back. of your lovers are quasi dead with holes in their necks or smoldering wrecks? Like, I just leave a trail of devastation behind me, Kato. Oh, that's and that's why right. I can't love. That's fine. I once had a three-way with a pigeon. <laughs> Woke up with a tattered cloaca. I go in for a very awkward kiss with Kato and then turn away at the last moment. <laughs> God, 
Make me an animal handling jerk. <laughs> this is the grimmest thing that's just, ever happened. Just completely misread the moment. <laughs> I do have a plus three. This could be... Wow. You could dirty 20. fuck all things bright and beautiful. Wow. Dirty 20. A dirty 20. Dirty. As you both lean in, as Kato at the last minute is like, no, we mustn't stop it. <laughs> Even I will not stick my beak in you as he just flies off over the way to the birdcage. And the evening draws on all of you in your own different kind of ways. Aristobulus is flinging his oats far and wide with anyone who will pay attention. And as the moon comes up and dips over the night sky, we have a montage of all of you living your best lives. Maud, just enraptured with Keith, the sugar glider, um, and you know, Belsiar, just endlessly melancholic. Even at a fertility festival, Belsiar just can't bring himself to to commit to anything. Um, Tatty, just putting in lots of time, thinking about the consequences of your actions and you know the good, the bad of everything you've done. Eventually, Tatty, you make your way back to the bedroom and as you said you curl up in a spot on a rug in front of the fire with Barbara and Gaspard um Hanash after much merriment you come home come home you come back to join everyone else everyone's there except Aristobulus god knows Aristobulus is getting like schlepped by two barbarians somewhere as you crawl into bed it's very much of tops and tails in the bed, Hanash, as you, there's a little slither of mattress left on the side. As you all climb into the bed, the warmth and embers of the fire still glowing in the hearth. As the effects of the mead, the dancing, the heat, the copious amounts of body shots. One of the last things you see, Hanash, before you drift away are two teeth marks around your left nipple. Uh, from someone who got slightly too amorous with the body shots. As you feel the warmth of sleep draw in, everyone else is snoring, Hanash. As you fade away into the warmth of dreamland, where you're presented in your dreams with the terrifying green piercing eyes of Madame Monsieur. As you relive the vision of her, both terrifying and beautiful in her elderly form, she haunts your dreams. As you sleep. So, because she's a medium, is she actually in my dreams? Like, is she projecting in there? Do I know that? Or am I just dreaming of her? Ooh, make me a perception check. Ah, I'm rolling so low today. Five. Five. As you try and question the dream, it ebbs almost like mists. They swirl as she... The more you try and isolate and talk to Madame Monsieur, the harder she is to get a grip on as she swirls. You dream about many different things. You dream about sexual liaisons. You dream about sporting events that you've been part of. You dream about adventures and fights, but the constant through all of them, weaving like a thread, is Madame Monsieur with her green piercing eyes. In all of your dreams, she's there watching you. And that is where we're going to leave this week's episode. <laughs> Luis. There you go. That was 
an interesting episode. Not what I thought was going to happen at all, but there you go. That's often the way. You're on your way to Feolin via a fertility festival. Woo! That's the most crunk fuckery thing that's ever happened. Sure is. I think this would be a good time to dedicate this week's episode, listeners, to Catman Jones's dad, Frank, who is apparently also a listener of this podcast. And Catman Jones is one of our long-term listeners, biggest fans and patron. And uh, sadly, his dad, Frank, passed away recently and Catman reached out to us to share some of the memories he had of listening to the podcast with his dad. So I'd just like to have a massive shout out to Frank, the daredevil, uh, the greatest comedic plumber of all time, Catman Jones's dad, uh, and dedicate this episode. Probably not the kind of episode I thought we'd be dedicating with a fertility festival, but hey, you can't choose <laughs> on this podcast. So uh, yeah. Uh, although he did, he did find it particularly humorous when uh, when Tatty was in the sewers crawling through shit. Uh, <laughs> That's still one of my favourite episodes ever. Of all the things we've ever done. Shout out to Catman. Shout out to Frank. Yeah, that that that, that sewer episode was was special to me too. I, I don't, nothing will ever be as good for long term listeners of this podcast of um, when Tatty milked a cow. I think was probably the most debauched. This podcast has ever been but uh i didn't feel good about it tatty didn't uh, feel good about it the only person that felt good about it was the cow (laughs) (laughs) it's still tied up somewhere you rode a bunch of frisian cows out to a battlefield and you just left them tied to a tree there's just like someone's walking through the woods and just found four skeletons of cows tied Mm. up to a tree somewhere like i think i I didn't i like when i used when i when i used when I was fighting Skull, I threw my fireball dagger at him, and it got one of the one of the yes. Cows as you well. incinerated a bunch of cows. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, I forgot about this. We should <laughs> we should have a um, we should have a clip show at some point. We should yeah. all, we should all we should all have a bit of a, <laughs> a clip show and an audio meet. You know what I mean? Remember that time. <laughs> There was a lady the other day who contacted us to say that she uh, she had listened to every single one of our episodes. She got through like all eighty episodes in like oh, yeah. two weeks. Yeah. I was like, bloody hell! We are very, very, very grateful to all the fans who tune in every single week for this silliness. And it only gets sillier, and it gets harder and harder for me to find areas of debauched depravity that we haven't yet visited. But um, that are within the law. That are within the law as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's true. It's true, uh, but you know, there we go. Right. So, well, this this week, crow on budgie action. That's a new one. Yeah. There was nearly some crow on croc action until yeah. you both Ooh. called it a day. Don't get that on the adventures only. Fucking my boys. Okay, that on critical roll. <laughs> also, uh, yeah, I mean, the body shot montage was a thing. I mean, I think that's going to live rent free in my mind for the rest of all time. <laughs> uh, also i feel like hanash you didn't use your traffic light hat quite as much as i thought you were going to well it's not to use it's the hat it's just half on it's like the it's display the, the hat did shit. its job oh can we retcon the last scene i think just before hanash got into bed he slid it from green to amber to red just saying his work here was done as he got into bed but here we go retcon. there we go right 
It's 10 o'clock, listeners. It's the end. So there's just enough time for us to say a mahoosive thank you for joining us again for another dollop of fun-packed fantasy fucknuggetry. And seeing as you made it this far, why not consider hitting that subscribe button and never miss another episode again? But yet, if you're feeling juicy, why not consider leaving us a five-star review on whatever podcasting platform you are on? All of your reviews and recommendations go a long way towards encouraging us to make more of this debauched content, and we really, really do appreciate them. Don't forget, listeners, you can find yourself on our Patreon for just a few British pounds. You can come and support the podcast, and there are exclusive episodes. We've got interviews. We've got fan fiction. We've got artwork. I don't know. We've got all sorts of stuff on there. All of these episodes go out raw and uncut on there as well. So for the price of a pint of beer, you for the price of several body shots, you can get yourself exclusive access to our patron account. Uh, Chris, what's our fan roll dice code? Uh, our fan roll dice code is adventurer10. Use it to get 10% off. You can get some sharp clickety-clackety dice. You can get some metal dice. You can get gemstone dice. You can get big dice. You can get little dice. <laughs> Anything. And to your heart's, to your heart's content. In fact, I just, I just found out, actually, before we start playing tonight, that they, um, they've just made a new set for Dimension 20. What? So, uh, yeah, go, go check them out. And go check, go check Dimension 20 out. And I think Dimension 20 need our business. But yes. What's that code again, Chris, for Fan Roll Dice? Adventurer10 on fanrolldice.com. For a 10% discount. Phenomenal. There you go. Remember, if you fancy chatting to us about anything you've heard across the course of this podcast, your best bet is to find us on Twitter at AnO number one. But you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. So... That just leaves us enough time to say a huge goodbye from the people's body shot himself, Mr. Chris Ragg. Goodbye! (laughs) A massive goodbye from the croc-on-bird enthusiast, Mr. Matt Durant. Bye, folks. (laughs) (laughs) And a massive goodbye from a tiny gnome sitting on a picnic bench thinking about recent murders he's committed. Mr. Chris Neal. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. There you go. Right, we're all off to quickly write some fan fiction about doing body shots off an orc. Uh, With any luck, we'll see you back here next week for more fun-packed fantasy fucknuggetry. But in the meantime, remember... Why was the least coordinated thing I've ever heard of? (laughs) Right, goodbye listeners, piss off, that's the end. Bye!